Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Grange with High's No Wrong Path podcast, where we are joined by Ailey Gardner, who's the Regional Administrator at Scottish Rugby. Ailey talks us through her current job, the brave decision she took early on to change careers, and the message she has around the world of work and finding the information that's right for you. Listen on to find out more. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Grange with High's No Wrong Path podcast. We are host myself, Scott Coburn, and my colleague, Greg Miller. And we are joined this week by Ailey Gardner, who is the Regional Administrator at Scottish Rugby. Ailey, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. And we do appreciate you giving up your time uh, at the moment. So the main purpose behind our podcast is to link with people in the world of work, hear about their current jobs and also their career journey from where they started to where they are just now. And it tries to get across the messages that we're looking for of there's no wrong path and also hear about skills and qualities and opportunities in as many different sectors as we, we can find. So we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. So to get us kicked off then, tell us about Regional Administrator at Scottish Rugby and what that entails. Yeah, so I'm actually probably not very good at saying it concisely. So I'll, I'll ramble on through. <laughs> That's fine, we'll stop you if you go too long. Don't worry. So basically, um, I work within the rugby development department in Scottish rugby and I'm part of a smaller regional team. Um, My regional team is actually based in Caledonia North. So it's north of Scotland. So I'm the only one that's kind of based in the central belt. Everyone else is um, kind of Aberdeen, um, Caithness, Inverness. And for me, my kind of role involves a lot of administrative duties, which range from organising and planning events. Um, it also involves kind of running social media channels for our region, but kind of broader within our full region, we work really closely with our local rugby clubs. We are kind of responsible for helping them grow and develop and become more sustainable so that includes helping them with funding application then applications helping them become more inclusive more diverse um increase their playing numbers help kind of develop their own workforce so their coaches their committee members their their match officials so each kind of rugby clubs requirements are quite unique and different so as a as a region it's our role to kind of help them with whatever their specific needs are. So do you boil it down to that level then so you're talking about a regional administrator for Caledonia North and are you boiling it right down to each individual club? Yeah so basically our structure within our region so there's, there's five regions in, in Scotland and each of them will have a regional director. You then have normally two regional managers and administrator and a coach development officer. And we've got in our region, maybe around, around 30 clubs. So yeah, for the, there's full member clubs and there's associate member clubs. So the, the full member clubs normally um, are a bit more involved with with the work we do but yeah we we work individually with all all the clubs in our region you had uh, mentioned about events and stuff could you give us a wee example of an event you might have organized yeah totally so actually quite a an interesting one was last year 
um, we were supposed to have, it was like a regional awards event. So it was for all the kind of to recognize the volunteers within our region. Um, there's lots of different categories and that was set up to be held in Murray. So there was keynote speakers, there was uh, a dinner that we had our Scottish rugby president involved to present the awards, but not well, not really ironically, but it all got cancelled because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But rather than we didn't it didn't sit well with us to just bin the full thing because the whole purpose was to recognise volunteers. So we um, actually managed to hold it online. So we um, worked with our um, media department and managed to put together some clips of our directors, our managers presenting the awards. And we pushed that through our, our regional Facebook group and just had like a Friday afternoon four short videos recognised all the volunteers um, and, and their achievements. So that that's probably been one of the most exciting, but um, kind of last minute changing events that I've been involved in. So, so I suppose that, that takes me on to where I was going to ask next anyway, which was, you mentioned the pandemic there. And if, yeah. if someone was to mention to me, not knowing what you've just explained, regional administrator for Scottish rugby, I think a much more hands-on, actual playing the sport type of thing. Whereas you're talking about events management, administration, mm -hmm. planning, preparing, communicating with loads of different partners. How has that changed then as a result of the pandemic? So for me, it changed massively because I was actually furloughed um, last April. Um, and since then, have maybe from the start of this year been brought back in to be part furloughed. So some days it was, it was working. Um, so because as a governing body and you'll be well aware, like there's not a lot of sport going on. So there wasn't very much for my role. So uh -huh. that's why a, a lot of things got put on hold um, due to COVID. Right. And when you were saying about being part furloughed, is that yep. kind of in preparation for the return of sports? Yeah, definitely. So um, another part of my role is actually involved with uh, match officials. And um, I was brought back in part furloughed because Six Nations was going ahead. Yeah. So um, I kind of deal with like the incoming match officials. So they are coming from Italy, France. Right. England, Wales. Um, so from the pro side, that's that's why I was brought back in. But now we are seeing more of our department being brought back in because we have a lot more mini and youth rugby activity and we do have some adult, like obviously with, with a lot of restrictions um, in place, but it is coming back. So <laughs> everyone's pretty hopeful. And I would imagine, is, is there a feeling like you're almost in the starting blocks waiting for things to go again, just waiting for the green light to implement some of the ideas and activities you had previously and some of the ones you're going to have to adapt and, and change and learn from moving forward? Yeah, totally. And I think that kind of green light, because there's, there's maybe been a few false starts or 
year we um, so I think a, a key thing there is being totally adaptable and a lot more dealing with uncertainty and kind of last updates and changes so it's getting used to which is a skill within itself I think um dealing with unexpected situations so yep could you just repeat that but I think the internet access dropped out a wee bit sorry what was that Greg sorry yeah no problem I was just saying you mentioned like a, I was just going to ask the next question but no so I was just saying when you mentioned the the green light um I was saying it was it's kind of been on and off quite a lot because last summer we did get some rugby activity back so and it feels a bit like there's been a couple of false starts and I think just a skill within itself is kind of dealing with that unpredictable and and uncertainty and basically just being ready to go as as soon as you're told. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So Obviously, I've, I've seen in, in the news and stuff recently that a lot of companies and people are staying working from home yeah. and they're not coming back. How do you see your role? Do you think you'll go back to as it was or do you think they'll be half and half or at home? Or? So prior to all of this, my role was pretty much 100% in, in the office, like at, at Murrayfield. Um, and obviously now it's 100% at home, but... Going forward, I I think it's going to be a, a mixture of both, to be honest. Um, I think it, it could end up being maybe two or three days in the office and, and two, two or three at home. And it, it actually, I think, will be quite a positive thing, especially for the way we work regionally. There's, there's or there was quite a lot of travel involved. And for the guys either coming down to the central belt, like, Kate Ness to Murrayfield is is not a nice a nice journey at all. So a lot of the work we do can now be done on Zoom and on Teams and, and through these platforms. So to be honest, I think that that's a huge positive to take to take out all of this is the change of our way of working. Fantastic. So so Ailey, you're with Scottish Rugby. You've been there, I think you told me before, two and a half years, is that right? Yeah. Yep. So tell us about how you became regional administrator for Scottish rugby from where it started at school and your in your journey to there? Yeah, so there's there's a few a few different things from from school. I think um, from kind of informal young age, it was coaching probably. So I, I play basketball, um, and I think coaching was probably my first first job. Um, from then, once I finished school, I, I went straight to uni, but got part-time job so was working in Tesco at the weekends um, throughout uni kept a part-time job at Tesco and I think it was my third year worked a bit in um, Debenhams and then kind of each summer I was also involved in like multi-sports camps so again um, a lot of coaching which tied in nicely as I was doing a PE teaching degree so they, they worked quite well together um, once I graduated from uni I started my probation year um, but I decided that during my probation year teaching probably wasn't what I, I really wanted to do as a career um, at that point 
I didn't have the correct answer for what it was that I wanted to do. Uh Um, So I I took a bit of time out and I I actually just worked in um, boots for a while to work out what's my long-term plan, where am I going to go next? I kind of always knew that I wanted to be sport, so just kind of set my eyes on what was coming up in different government bodies, where could I use the skills that I already have um, within a different sports capacity, and then that led to the uh, regional administrator job. Right, because that, that's both Greg and I have came from PE ourselves, and yeah. in any teaching progression, I suppose, when a teacher goes into probation year, they, they, will, they, they do stick it out, and that's a brave decision that you made to think no this isn't for me and you've probably done the right thing and realizing early that that was the case to give you time to go and reflect and think what was the right the right pathway for you so when you said about looking to work in sport was it I want to go into sport and and, and I don't want to dress down what you're doing in terms of events management but is it going to be within that events management administration side of things or is it more of the performance and and, and, and that side of things to be totally honest at I didn't know. I didn't know. I wasn't leaving teaching and kind of going, um, I want this type of sports job. Uh The kind of only thing I was certain of was was that I wanted to to still be involved in sport in some capacity. Um, And I think, like, I've been quite lucky in my current job that it's quite, not complex, but there's lots of different parts to it. So... I do different things each day that when I stopped probation and didn't really have a clue what I was doing, would I've never been able to think of all the opportunities that I've had so far. And I think that what you've just described there is a really key, powerful message for any young person that is listening to this, where it's okay not to know what you want to do and your yeah. first career or your next career might not be your forever career. So that, that don't worry with that. And if you, if you listen to what you said there, really, you went into a career within teaching, you had a guaranteed year's employment where you were then in the mind of a lot of teachers there, and then it's getting a job within a school, and that's you until you decide if you want to change direction within a school. But you went, no, that's not for me, and you took the decision to then go and reassess. And I think the, the key message, you can do that at any point, and it's okay not to know just now. And we're working with a lot of young people, myself and Greg, at the moment, who are looking to move on from school. And there are a number that are saying, yep, I'm going to go and do this, this or this. And that makes our job really, really easy. But when they're saying, I don't know, one of the things that we're pushing across them is that's okay. But here are some options to maybe look for something that you can pick up in the meantime until you do know. And I think that's a real a real key thing there. So when, when you were at school, if we go back even further, then you said you went into PE teaching. At that mm-hmm. point, that must have been what you wanted to do. Yeah, so it was, but I would definitely say out of those two kind of journeys that you just described with the, I definitely know what I want to do and this is what I need to get there and you're kind of, I don't really know what I want to do. I was definitely more of the latter still at school. So even um, when it came to UCAS and my, my personal statement was tricky to write because I didn't know what, what I wanted to do so it was covering a lot of things like I in that applied to do I was maths there was German at one point there was sport and there was PE teaching so it was a very interesting personal statement because I, I at that point didn't know what I wanted to do but just kind of 
was basing it on what did I enjoy, what what was I good at. But when you were when you were leaving the school then, yeah, and you were thinking to yourself, P, were you happy with that? When you thought, well, I've made the application, I've gone to P college, uh, that's what I'm going to do for the next four years. That did you feel, yeah, that I'm, this will be right for me at the time? I think at the time, yeah, told. I think I felt. For me personally, I've got a lot of teachers in my family, so there there wasn't any pressure at all from them, but it, it was familiar to me, so there, there probably was a bit of a safety element, as in I, I've grown up knowing that this is what teaching involves, this is how you do it. There also was a security um, element in, in teaching, and I, I loved coaching, so it, it probably for me at that point seemed like the most enjoyable and logical job for me. And and see within your job now, yeah. when you applied and got the job at Scottish Rugby, the, is the job you've got now the job you started in? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So within Scottish Rugby then, and this is where we come with our begging balls and our hats out, what are there work experience opportunities or progression routes from school within so, your organisation? So our organisation is is huge. As you'll imagine, there's there's a lot of different departments. So for that kind of thing, I, I only really know based on the department that I work in. And um, within our department, there's definitely like work experience opportunities, obviously, will look different going forward and right now because of COVID and everything, but but we've had um, people come in and do like kind of work placement in our office where they're kind of, um, the girl that was in was, it was kind of sports admin that she was interested in. So that was, she was really connected with my little team of regional administrators. And she was involved in, in shadowing and completing some of the tasks that we would do on a day-to-day basis. So there's there's definitely work experience um, opportunities. That's interesting to know, absolutely. And, and obviously, as you say, it'll be different moving forward with the restrictions. Yeah. So is there kind of scope for you guys to come into schools once we're allowed, obviously, um, to do some work with schools as well? Um, Potentially, we we have. Um, I, I was thinking about this b- before the interview. We have a role within our department, um, which is like a schools and youth partnership officer. So there's there's three of them within um, our department. So there's a, an Edinburgh-based one, a kind of Midlands-based, and, and a Glasgow one. And in their role, they're quite involved with like cashback skills. Um, and in places that have kind of um, schools of rugby so I think that's probably for for my department like the best link we would have with with schools. That's interesting because the the obvious the the obvious link with schools would be um, you have have schools of rugby coaches and implementing rugby within the curriculum or linking with local clubs as like a partnership thing but in terms of what you described with the work experience with the the girl that was doing the administration role that's really interesting for us as well because when you're talking to kids about their future careers not all of them but there, there are a number of them where it's quite it's, it's quite um boxed in so i'm going to do 
this and they don't see the, all the other elements evolve within certain companies. And I think yeah. your organisation that you work with is an absolute perfect example of that period. You think about Scottish rugby, you see the first 15 playing and yeah. you see all the other local clubs if you know about them, but you don't see all the other elements that go on behind the scenes and all the other different jobs within that. So within your team then, can you give me, give us a quick rundown of some of the different roles that are within the regional team that you work with? Yeah, so or e- even within our department takes it a bit broader. So we have um, uh, competitions, like kind of mini group within our department and they are involved in the running organizing of all the different leagues um and i've been there two and a half years and still can't tell you all of all of the leagues um because there's there's men's leagues women's leagues youth leagues um so they have a team of, of i think maybe like five or six people um we also have uh training and education department um within our department and they are heavily focused on like qualification, like coaching qualifications and match officiating qualifications, which I know for me, when I was leaving school, they were actually quite fundamental and were, were a great thing to have on any application or just to to complete for, for yourself. Um, we have um, a business intelligence team, which, um, they control a lot of the databases that we store information on players, um, coaches, match officials. Um, we, again, just within our region, it kind of goes regional director, who's in charge of the full region, regional manager, who's got, depending on where you are, like we have kind of one the Northwest and then one in charge of the Northeast. Um, and then from the training and education department, we have our own coach development officer responsible for, for our region. So that, I've probably missed people out, but <laughs> that's only one department within Scottish Rugby and there's there's all those roles just within that department. And with all those roles come associated skills and qualities required to carry out the different roles and link between the different roles and departments and obviously different progression routes into that. And that would be a whole other conversation for another day. But that's definitely really interesting to find out about. It's opened up my eyes anyway, that Scottish rugby is not just your first 15 or even just your local rugby club. There's a massive framework in the background that makes all that run and tick. Normally, obviously maybe not out with the, out with current, the current yeah. climate of the <laughs> pandemic. Although you guys are still working behind the scenes, that's getting stuff ready for when the green light comes to get that up and running again for all the local communities that you work with and you described earlier. That's super. Yeah. I think you're they're right as well. Like that there's so many opportunities within our department, but even when I started my job, it opened my eyes up to the rest of the business. So there's events team, there's media, there's broadcast, there's hospitality, there's the professional side, there's there's yeah. so much. And I think people, especially young people, are at a disadvantage that the only reason I knew about that is because it, w- it was after I got my job. Yeah. So I didn't know about any of that or what it takes to to be part of that kind of governing body until until after getting it. So I think, yeah, if, if young people can get 
as much insider info as yeah. to all the opportunities that they, they do have, it, it, it's really important. And, and that goes like, I remember one of the guys that I was at school with, I remember watching the rugby match and he was on the TV beside the coach. And like an analysis. When, yeah, and it was analysis. And when speaking to yeah. the guys I was at school with, I said, what's he, what's he doing there? And it was like, oh, he had a maths degree. And then he's went work with Scottish rugby doing match analysis on the statistics of each player within the game. And I was like, of course, it makes total sense that it's not just players that progress within an, uh, an organisation. There's there's scope for loads of different people there. So that, it, it really is interesting that if you have got a passion for sport and interest working with sport, it's not just in the delivery and the, and the implementation of sport. There's all other mechanics behind the scenes that are huge, as you described. Yeah. It, huge. Yeah. You'd mentioned earlier on that when you left school, you were in the camp of, even though you're applying for PE teaching, you just didn't know if it was for you. Have you mm. got any advice that you could give kids maybe just now are in the same boat? Yeah, so I would suggest if you're kind of in the not sure what you want to do, try and get experience in different things. So even if that's like a volunteering capacity, like if you've got a list of however many, say 10 different things that you're like, that might interest me, go and try and volunteer in that area of work try and shadow someone that's doing a role that sounds like something that you might like and that's going to go one of two ways you you could go and shadow them and be like oh no and that's I'm putting a cross through that that's definitely not for me but it also gives you just as we were talking about from shadowing and volunteering you can see other areas within that kind of of job so I, I'd say if you're kind of on the fence try and do as much as possible um, to, to open your eyes a little bit. Ailey, that's, that's super and really, really good advice for young people. And I think the key message that I'm taking away anyway is that it's okay not to know and it's okay to change your mind until you find out something that you, you are interested in, you do like, and you can see yourself working in there. And I also think it's the other key message you put across, which is really important, is that there, there's more than one element to each job. So what, yeah. by that, I mean, is if you think of Scottish rugby as the example, all the other elements that make Scottish rugby work is not just the, the first 15 you see in the TV or your local clubs playing, uh, training through the week and playing at the weekend. There's so many other elements there. Um, and whether it's rugby or football or whatever the organisation and the activity is, sport or otherwise, there's lots of different moving parts within each industry that make it happen. So I think these are really, really key messages. And it's great to hear that there's opportunities for a Scottish rugby linking with schools and schools linking with Scottish rugby and I know myself I'm thinking of one or two pupils at the moment who might even benefit from being put in contact with yourself just to ask a couple of questions so I'll catch you after this maybe for contact yeah. details and see how we can do that but we appreciate your time today Ailey it was really insightful really interesting and it will be of use to anybody that's listening especially young people at the school so thanks very much thanks, no, thank you thank you